0: Hi, I'm Jen, and today I am gardening out loud. I am so grateful to everyone who is tuning in for this little weird audio experiment I've decided to do this year. Normally gardening is a very visual medium, but I think sometimes we're missing something when we focus on the visual and so I wanted to try this instead. I wanted to welcome you to my garden which is generally, genuinely, one of my favorite places to be and to have people and to guide people through. To me, this is a place that is a great source of wonder and comfort and stability and excitement. And I just want to welcome you all here with me. So I've been away from the garden for a week. Uh, I was in the Azores, which is a beautiful place to be. This is a Portuguese island in the Atlantic It is temperate. It is just bursting with green life, with palms and ferns and mosses, and every crag of every wall has life in it. And there, they're still in spring. The trees that are deciduous are just putting out their little leaf bouquets, their little leaflets we were so close to seeing what I call the leafing, which is that amazing day where suddenly there are full leaves on a tree. Um, and the azaleas are amazing right now. There, they're in full bloom. These just pink and white bushes everywhere, all over the island, not just in gardens. Basically the whole island is a garden. It is incredibly well cared for all along the roads you go there later in the year, it's hydrangeas that are magnificent. And anyway, now to see the azaleas and all the other wonderful things that are in bloom even um, was just so, so great. It was an embarrassment of riches. The dawn chorus there was like a symphony. There were so many birds involved, including the occasional rooster, Um, Here, things are a little bit more sedated. The garden is still largely covered in my leaf mulch. Most things are brown. Um, However, there are signs of life. Spring is here. Our own dawn chorus may not be symphonic here in the heart of the city, but I've noticed it Getting louder over the course of the weeks before I went away. I noticed the robins join, which was a really wonderful moment of spring being here. And now there are other signs of spring, even in the garden. So I haven't been around, so things have been able to change without me, which is kind of wonderful. Um, And if I walk over to what I like to call the spring garden in a very grand way, um, I can see the most life happening. And let me tell you a little bit about the spring garden. The spring garden is uh, a relatively newer development in the space that I've cultivated for about a dozen years. Um, The spring garden came out of me finally paying attention in part and partially out of a growing interest in growing flowers. So back in the, my beginnings, I was a pretty diehard vegetable gardener, and now I've made a lot of room for flowers. So I wanted some spring bulbs then, but spring bulbs generally, uh, they stay in the garden all year. And so that means that you don't wanna be digging around there for your tomato plants or your lettuce or pulling up carrots for their spring bulbs. So it's nice for them to have a space that is filled with perennials that aren't gonna see much digging and pulling and disturbing of the soil in any way. And uh, I happened to notice a hot spot in the garden, which is to say the place really that is the warmest, at least in the spring, which is most evident because the snow melts first there. And I noticed that in combination with the fact that it is under our giant mulberry tree which I'll talk about on a future episode Um, but the mulberry tree shades out a lot of things it's about four stories high and um, casts quite a bit of shade among one of the areas of shades is actually this garden hotspot but and this is the important but it doesn't leave out until late May and so once I realized that I knew that I could plant spring bulbs here. It's a space that I wouldn't use for growing vegetables or for flowers who like a lot of the sun, but when I, but it's a perfect place for spring bulbs because it warms up first. It still gets all that spring light until May and it has worked out so well. It's been a space that I've been filling out a little bit more um, in last year, especially in the year before and um, adding some other things amongst the spring bulbs. And so it's really starting to come together and it is super exciting. So the most obvious thing here in the spring garden is that my little mini daffodils are up. And that is the first thing in this garden to bloom because I don't have any snowdrops or crocuses. So it's all about the baby daffs and they are only about six inches high. They're the tiny little ones that you can buy in pots as forced bulbs usually in February around then, March too, they're still in stores now. And what you might not have known is a lot of those bulbs can be regrown. So when they're finished blooming indoors, you can take them out, you can pop them in the garden, and next year with most kinds of bulbs, not all of them, but daffodils are a great contender for this, you will get flowers again and that's amazing because that three dollars you spent on that little pot of uh, daffodils is now going to continue on and on and daffodils also naturalize which means that and they can spread a lot of kinds of daffodils anyway and so they're really wonderful to have also squirrels leave daffodils alone and in here in an urban space squirrels are one of the main challenges with spring bulbs because you can plant 100 tulip bulbs and 99 will be relocated uh, somewhere else by the squirrel companions so daffodils that that's not a problem they're toxic to a lot of animals and um, which is fine they're not going to eat them because they know that and so your daffodils will always be safe I've also done this with some hyacinths which we can see coming up now which is wonderful um hyacinths coming up look like almost like a green pine cone coming out of the earth and um, each one of those little scales on the pine cone will open to one of those gorgeous smelling purple or white or pink flowers i have other things coming up here i can see the greens of my tulips but It's still a ways off for tulips to bloom and I can see my larger daffodils and they've actually put up their buds, which is exciting. That means that we're not too, too far off seeing some larger daffodil blooms. And, um, in case you're ever wondering, like, how can I tell the difference? How can I tell which ones are tulips and which ones are daffodils? The daffodils tend to have more rounded leaves. And also sometimes there's a little yellow on the tips, which is a preview of what's to come for a lot of kinds of daffodils. Although, you know, you can get them in whites and peaches and even sometimes pinks now. Tulips have pointier leaves and thicker and wider leaves. And my tulips here, I can see a little red just at the tips of the leaves. So I know which ones survived the squirrels um, and will we'll hopefully see before too long. Other things that are happening here in the spring garden require like a little more careful attention, maybe a little digging around. I see some wild violets coming in and I love to see that. Wild violets are such a wonderful plant. They spread beautifully. They bloom early. They're an early important source of food for our pollinators and other wonderful insects. Uh, They're edible, both the flowers and the leaves. So they're really a super plant and I feel like everybody should grow them everywhere. I have tons in this garden, um, and including one with little freckles on it, which I'm excited to see again. Um, who else can we see here? Oh yes. So these, another spring bulb that this is the first I've seen of it is muscari. And you might think what are mascari? and these are, they're very small. They're only about four inches tall and they tend to be purple or light blue or white. And they look like a little bunch of grapes emerging out of the, the earth and they have a wonderful fragrance too. So I can see just the first little bunch of grapes poking out of the ground, which is glorious. Let's dig around a bit here. See what else we can find um i bet we can see some mints oh this is my astrantia, which is a shade loving flower one of the one of the few the proud and uh, i didn't know if it was going to come back so that is a very glad sight to see i can see some lemon balm coming in their little curly frilly leaves and the also goldenrod goldenrod we'll talk about it more much maligned often people think confuse it with ragweed thinks it gives them allergies but in fact no um, kind of flower plant supports more kinds of insects than goldenrod just plain old goldenrod and so I love it I grow a lot of it you just have to keep it in check a little bit you can also see just the beginnings of some mint poking through and those are really cute they look like a little rosette just poke poking out when it first pokes out of the soil um i let a lot of mint kind of do its thing in the garden i find it endlessly useful and just rip it out when i have too much and give it to someone i fly in the face of the conventional wisdom that mint must always be grown in pots uh that's that's not the way I do things around here and uh, I love it I think it's fine one of the exciting additions to the spring garden that I I added last year was some hellebores and if you're not a flower person you might not know a hellebore yet but I hope you will look for them this spring because they'll be blooming very soon and they're early spring bloom they like the shades again this is a shady friendly flower and they have these gorgeous uh, blooms that kind of hang their heads downwards usually in like a purple pink white scheme and um i bought some uh, plants last year and put them in so i haven't seen them bloom yet and i'm hoping they made it through the long winter and even now is the time when we can start to cut away some of their leaves and i can see the new growth coming so that's really exciting there's some beautiful dark purple fresh growth coming out of the earth and Oh my God, my first hellebore flower. She is so beautiful. It's a dark purple. I'll have to include a photo because this is a gardening first for this yard. And I am so excited that my hellebore experiment is working. Okay, I don't wanna go on and on on our very first episode together, but let's just check in on a few other things that might be happening. Today, I am going to plant my tomatoes. I'm gonna start them inside. This is a bit later than I would normally start my tomatoes, but I was on vacation and I didn't want the cat sitter to have to also keep alive like 40 tomato seedlings. So I'll be starting my basil, my tomatoes, probably a few flowers inside to go under my grow lights very soon. And you know, like I said, I usually start them a week, two weeks ago and I can feel, I feel pretty good about that. But this year I'm gonna try putting out seedlings that are a bit younger. Charles Dowding, who's the great British no-dig champion, he suggests putting out younger seedlings as being better. They're more adaptable, They can they can spend more time growing with all the nutrients of the earth. And so I guess this is the year for the experiment of that. So if you haven't started tomatoes inside and that's something that you want to do and you have the appropriate light to do it, which is generally a south-facing window or an artificial setup, let me encourage you, it's not too late. Gardening is much more forgiving than we give it credit for. Uh, I also have things going in my winter sowing jugs. So these are... Um, my trash looking greenhouses that are a lot of repurposed containers. So things like four liter water jugs, old peach baskets that are those clamshell kind, salad clamshells. So they kind of, they get filled with soil with some seeds and they get put out in the garden in the snow to wait for their moment to shine. And these little jugs or whatever container it is act like passive greenhouses they make it a bit warmer they keep moisture in and they there is no weed competition in there so the little seedlings have a chance to get kind of a head start and then what happens is in you know anywhere from I don't know two to two weeks from now onward I will start planting transplanting those out into the garden so if we peek into the jugs yes who's this I have some bok choy babies happening in one jug. Um, That's great to see. They, they don't mind the cold. So that's why they germinated sooner. Ooh, who is this? Oh, some scabiosa, a beautiful cut flower. Ooh, the star flower kind. That's a special kind. Glad to see them. And I expect, Oh, there's something growing in here. Oh, summer savory coming up in there. Yeah, things are happening. And it's supposed to really heat up this week. And I expect that will show me much, many more, will have many more things happening in these jugs next week. It is an exciting time. Winter sowing requires, ooh, who's in here? Oh, this is, oh, this is some freckles lettuce I actually sewed couple weeks ago at a workshop. That's fun. Some cilantro, I think, coming in here. Yeah, it's happening. Spring is really and truly here. And these next few weeks, so much happens. It might seem absurd to think I could talk about my garden every week and have different things to say. But that is the amazing thing, is so much changes so fast, especially in spring. Right now, if you go for a walk in Toronto, you can see crocuses. And this morning I saw an iris reticulata, which are these little dwarf irises, only maybe four inches high, that are usually purple or a pale kind of blue color. Beautiful, beautiful little gems. you might still see some snowdrops around. These flowers will pass so soon. And now we know the hellebores could be out. So I'm sure people will be watching for those marvels. And um, it all comes and goes so quickly in spring. And so I hope you take some time this week to walk around whether or not you have land that you tend or not and see how things are changing and this is one way to really savor spring which is just such an exciting season so with that until next week when i join you again with a whole bunch of other little wonders that are happening all around us